spider, spider, spider man, spider man, spider man, does whatever a spider can, spins a web, any size, catches thieves. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just gonna need you to cancel that just right then and there. You know, you know, we don't have the the money to <laughs> to, to fight the copyrights. You think I have enough to fight Disney? No. I, I was singing the Caribbean Afrobeats version of it, and I had to get us caught up out here. We got seven seconds. And how many seconds was that? I think it was five. I think we got it. Okay. Okay. As, as long as Disney, just, just don't. I don't want to deal with the with the pain and heartbreak any more than I already have to. I think Disney has bigger issues at the moment. Yeah, and it's going to be me in about a few weeks, but, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, we're here. We're here. We're back. Uh, and I'm Demetrius. And I'm apparently Demetrius. Well, and Meach and Meats presents the Blurred City Podcast. And all right, so today is going to be a very special episode. Uh, if you couldn't guess by the title and then what in the world that singing was, uh, we... We're going to be taking a just quick look at a certain character in both of our uh our childhood our one of our top heroes of all time the one and only Peter Parker, Peter Benjamin Parker, Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, the spectacular Spider-Man, the avenging Spider-Man, not the superior Spider-Man, not the even ultimate Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man and PS4 Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah. Now PS5. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. PS5 Spider-Man. My bad. Yes. Oh. One of the the ones on the Mount Rushmore of superheroes. Um, easily Spider-Man. So just with that, it is Spider-Man week. We are recording this just for recording purposes. Uh, the last Thursday from when you're hearing this. Uh, but with that, again, we we have a time crunch as usual. Meach, I was thinking, here's what we got to do. Um, you and I, we just got to have like a bro day. So like, we like tell everyone, Hey, leave us alone for this specific day. We like get on the PS5 sticks. We get like a dual play horror video game, which I, which terrifies me. You laugh at me gaming. <laughs> we like, we like get like, un like unhealthy burgers, fries and stuff like that. Then we watch anime for we can do that and then we watch like anime for like three hours or something like that good bonding time oh yeah some good old good old-fashioned horror anime you know i you know i have the recommendations on lock uh, I, I after the gaming so yeah oh yes of course of course listen it has to be a whole sequential day you know what i'm saying and spider-man unfortunately cannot join us that day it's gonna be after we 100 percent the game <laughs> yes because i will get that platinum trophy after day three just All right. So hit us with the legal spiegel. All right. The purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by the respective companies, and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases of corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. Look, so as we always get started, we always hit you with the what's hot. Usually we go through a whole list of different categories, uh, both anime, gaming, comic books, TV, movies. There's a lot got going on. A lot I want to say, actually, because like Tokyo Revengers, one person got to go. But um, with that, it's Spider-Man week. We're giving it to him. Meech, hit us with it. Spider-Man 2, PS5, greatness is upon us. Uh, just know that, again, I told y'all, 
I would not be seeing the light of day. As a matter of fact, I put in my PTO for that day. Uh, I'm not going into work. Uh, and whether they approve it or deny it or not, I mean, that's not up to them. Uh, it's up to me. And I choose to stay home that day. Uh, whatever happens, happens. Um, let's see. We got ourselves uh, our boy, Peter Parker. We got our boy, Miles Morales. You know, we back in the, in the six. And then we got ourselves Big Big Daddy Venom. You know what I'm saying? Just goat. one With the voice goat, too. Yes, yes. With the voice of, of a god himself. With the voice of a god. Uh, that's all I need to say. A, de- a demon god. Oh, some would say. Well, look, he... <laughs> And all you gotta say is, uh, listen, I'm gonna go into a bathroom. I'm just say Venom five times in a mirror. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so we pretty much that's going on. Uh, as the summer symbiotes is is well over now. It's just back to back to business as usual. And then in the newest issue of Amazing Spider-Man, Peter Peter's back to his normal self again. So, uh, uh. So no more wilding out, um, which is unfortunate. They could have had that a bit longer, but but also and t- and also in other news for Spider Man, Superior is back. Um, he's back in form. He he we we back in uh we back in good graces. Of course, my my boy Stegman. He he had to draw it for for the one time. You know, bring us all the way back to 2013 when Superior came back. Well, it's first introduced. So yeah, he he's a uh, Superior's back, and we we're all crying. Yes, and with the Spider-Man PS5 game, I I will not be touching grass as well. Um, only three entities are going to get me to come out of my house uh, outside of Spider-Man. One of them is Jesus. The second one pays the bills that um, allows me to buy the Spider-Man game. And the third one, I have had a conversation with that person. Um, they said I'm going to touch grass, but we'll see. I think I'm gonna lose that argument. Ooh, uh, just know that. Listen, as as a man who's been through what you're about to go through, you gotta stay strong, brother. You gotta stay strong. Hey, you gotta cut your phone on silent for a certain person too. Oh no, I already, I already told that person. Like, listen, it's it is what it is. I, I, <laughs> as, as much as I would enjoy it, there's something that's more important than you right now. So, uh. <laughs> the world, the world's not big enough for <laughs> the world's not outside of Spider Verse. The world's not big enough. So yes. Also, um, other thing I know, Ultimate's, um, Ultimate Spider Man, the comics are getting a reboot, right? Yes, yes, it is because uh, Jonathan Hickman, aka the Goat of X Men, <laughs> decided to try his hand at a new version of the Ultimate Universe. And he already released the uh, four issues called Ultimate Invasion, which then ducktails into I think it's called Ultimate Ultimate Universe or something like that, which is a one shot. And then you get the Ultimate Spider Man reboot. Whew. Heat, man. So Spider Oh, and one more thing with Spider Man. Um, it's rumored at the moment, but there are rumors that Toby Maguire is gonna be one of a lead in Secret Wars. It's rumors. So we don't know. Uh, Marvel has a lot going on behind the scenes, which we yeah, won't dude. get into this week. But yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Especially after the news that we heard this week, I was like, yes, it ain't looking good. It ain't looking. All right. So before we dive deeper into specifically Peter Parker and Spider Man doing a, uh, another thing that we love, uh, character studies, just like getting an opportunity to break down a character from the inception of the character to now and how we feel about it. 
we got to do something that I, because of yesterday, um, we have to get something off of our chest. Meech, did you see the news about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, oh my goodness. I, that, that was the only thing I could see that, that day. So I saw this yesterday. Um, so apparently they've been separated for seven years. <laughs> the Oscars thing happened last year? Question mark? Two years ago? It, it feels like three years ago at this point, but it, it was last year. The August Alcina thing happened the height of COVID, so definitely three years ago. Um, fellas, we gotta stop the simping. <laughs> this man is banned from the Oscars for 10 years for slapping someone when he's been separated for seven years. Keep my wife's name out your Bam! Come on. Come on, William. We can't. We can't. I'm, I'm sorry. What are we talking about? Like, and then even like the audience that's seen the thing, like literally, if you're like, hey, we're separated, no one's going to come at you because of that. But you had to go through that whole process looking like a complete punk because of that. And then on the other side, you want to talk about you don't love somebody. Jolie, you don't love me without telling me you don't love me you don't tell people you're separated for seven years until you're trying to promote a memoir what dudes kings queens and in-betweens i said it before we gotta stop simping uh this goes to real life this goes to anime talking to you gotta stop simping for hina you gotta let it go after that last episode it might be too late subaru you gotta stop Simping for Amelia. You've died way too many times for her. Sakura. The simp of all simps, please. And Peter Parker with Paul and uh, Mary Jane. We gotta stop the simping. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I I'm done with that family. I can't anymore. I'm... Well, the move just, just dropped tremendously for me just now. Um, Because... Cause like when she was talking about it and, and the fact this woman had the nerve to say, I thought it was a skit. She, she really said, I thought it was a skit until he came to sit down. I listen, I, we knew, we, we knew she was a giant red flag when she said that she was still in love with Tupac, even though this man been dead for close to 30 years now. Yeah, we were more. Like this man been dead longer than I've been alive. All right, and and then just as I said, we got August Alcina with with your, with your child's friend, and then you had the Oscars, and you just oh oh yeah, entanglement. You like you can't even say that word anymore without thinking of of the situation. Bam. It's not even an entanglement. You just had something because you're separated. You literally just have to say that. Yeah. And it's good. No one cares. None of this happens. This is ridiculous. I'm Will. 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 Listen. Listen to me. William. Let's listen to me. Listen. Listen to me for a second. See, use my hero. All right. Use my hero. Right. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You was who I was inspired to be. It wasn't Carlton. 
rest in peace to Uncle Phil, because I mean he he's he's what you you tried to be, but I wanted to be you. Nah, I can't I can't anymore. I can't let this slide. William Smith, get out of here. The wall is coming down. This is why the rumbling is happening. Um, because of this this is down egregious. This is Bowser behavior. I don't think I would ever say that. Down Bowser behavior. Zamasu did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh man. So with that, we're gonna transition. Um, yeah, just please people. Sometimes it ain't worth it. Love don't cost a thing. <laughs> Worry about yourself. You really go you really go use that title of all titles? That's crazy. <laughs> all right. Let's get to it. All right, let's let's move on. All right. So with that, we are back. We are doing our character study series. Now we with it again being Spider-Man week. We are dropping our in-depth character studies specifically on Peter Parker, OG Spider-Man. So with that, we like to talk about, again, the inception of the character, different, like, big pivotal moments. Obviously, this being a, a comic book character for almost a century, we, there's different incarnations of it. So we're just going to touch on kind of what the essence of Spider-Man means to us. So, Meech, can you actually talk about the quick history of the conception? All right, so we're going to talk about this quick history of Spider-Man. You know, he is quintessentially uh, the nerd character. He essentially Stan Lee back in 1961. He was trying to talk with the Marvel editors about a certain character. He wanted to create, basically, essentially wanted to take the super sidekick archetype, but make it its actual own hero. And like, like, hey, like have a superhero basically the sidekick is the focus of the story without the superhero mentor to back them up and of course like like and i actually want to be a fly on the wall for this but essentially you're talking about like all right he wanted to make it spider-man but the editors they didn't want want to use spider because of the fact like hey spiders are terrifying um not to me but uh to other people and but he but stanley put his foot down he and he uh decided to say, you know what? It's either yeah, you get with the program or you getting canned. Um and <laughs> and, and with that, August of ni- 1962, Amazing Fantasy issue number 15 released detailing the origins of Peter Parker, the Amazing Spider-Man, with no hyphen by the way. Nice, nice. So, anything else with, with that before we get into just like the love of him growing up i mean hey as i said like he is he is as we said the the mount rushmore of superheroes like when you think of superheroes he is he is top three he is the face of marvel even though marvel been doing him dirty uh for the past 20 years uh arguably actually scratch 20 years past 30 years but uh depends on the medium i guess but yeah i'm talking about in comics Um, i i know in comics he's been getting done dirty for 30 years it's crazy uh but but yeah so like essentially just just he is the mount rushmore he is basically the kid archetype uh essentially as i mentioned and he is the the hero that you relate to the most because are you gonna relate to uh to a demigod from space no 
are 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 you gonna relate to a billionaire who inherited his fortune from uh from parents who who got put on t shirt? I wish, but uh, but no. But can you relate to a to a nerd who uh keeps getting bullied like day to day basis? Yeah, yeah, you can. Can you relate to a guy who have money issues? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, who can't pay his bills on time? Unfortunately, yes. Uh. Okay, I'm going to stop before I start exposing <laughs> myself. But <laughs> All right, yeah. So just with that, there's so many mediums that uh, we've got to, like, inherit Spider-Man 30. So I know, like, uh, it's not ABC Kids, but I know, like, the original Spider-Man, like, in the 90s, that wow. cartoon Fox Kids, there we go, that we got to watch and just, like, a lot of, it sucks, a lot of, like, the animated shows didn't get, like, a real ending because that one didn't get it. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man, which... Or no, Spider Man Unlimited didn't get it, which was fire. Spectacular. Yes. Yeah, a lot of those didn't get endings. Um, but also just like te- like movies. So like Spider Man, the first movie, uh, with Toby Maguire, that comes out two thousand, right? Two yeah, two thousand and two. Two thousand two, we have Spider Man two dropping soon thereafter, and then um Spider Man three dropping like oh seven, I believe. So like three of those dropped like when we were still elementary school students. So that that was perfection. I remember seeing the trailer for the second one and like when he was um on the street and he was like sliding through it, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be incredible. But so just like a lot of that, and then also we mentioned like we also have the Andrew Garfield versions, which get maligned because of studio interference and then also we have the tom holland um before we get to you know greatness above greatness but that's that's not our part peter parker that we're talking about so and then gaming fam like i know i know the last spider-man game like was fire and then the one that's about to drop is going to be even better that like game of the year just lock it up but like web of shadows uh shattered dimensions like the original like versions of like spider-man 2 where it was like kind of closer to the movie ultimate spider-man yes i oh ultimate spider-man was so good when you get to play with venom just eat people (laughs) yeah I know there's another like multi-dimensional one. Um, maybe it's Edge of Time. Edge of Spider-Man. Time. Yep. Yes. So just like all of those uh, mediums for Spider-Man were incredible. How about you? I know like with comics, it had to be super big for you. Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah. So you mentioned like all the, we mentioned a lot of the great shows already. You know, spectacular being the goaded. Uh, like actually, my introduction was through the TV show, and I remember I actually got two comics basically through that. One was like essentially one where he turned into a giant spider monster. And then the other was ultimate Spider-Man number one. Uh, So the comic book medium, like when it comes to Spider-Man, it, it fluctuates wildly. I'm not even going to hold you. Okay. So you, you get like your main 616 Peter Parker. That's everybody from 1962 all the way through to like technically present day. But, but, <laughs> but in any case, like there are many great stories that you see in there. I mean, like you think about some of the greats, you know, there's like the death of Gwen Stacy, R.I.P. to baby girl. Yeah, like the marriage of Mary Jane and Peter, the alien costume saga, aka Venom saga, you know, got the Carnage saga. Uh, we got ourselves uh the story that shall not be named. Oh, and you got, uh yeah, you got the clone saga, uh the story that will not be named out here. You got civil war out here. And you got superior Spider-Man. There, there's so many just different, different. The things. war is kind of wonky. That's kind of what you mentioned the last thirty years of Spider-Man. 
yeah, it, it it's it's wonky. It's wonky like horrendously because it, it leads to the story that shall not be named. But yes. but really, if you ever wanted to get into Spider-Man, and this is something I always recommend to folks, is the ultimate Spider-Man comics because it basically you you're not bogged down by like 60 plus years of history. You just get a nice condensed Spider-Man set of stories. Uh, and they're just like, hey, he's a high schooler, and this is the inspiration for practically everything that you think of when you think Spider-Man to this day, or specifically the Tom Holland version. Yes. And then just even, like, the team-ups of Spider-Man, like, in the comics on television were incredible. Like, he's, like, easily one of the superheroes, specifically because he's not always in a team. Um, Like, sometimes he's in the Avengers, but, like, and, like sometimes he's in the Fantastic Four. Um, He teams with the X-Men, but, like, he's not you know, situated with that, but like, it's like him and Deadpool are just like incredible together, which is like, I, I feel like Deadpool is like the one person. Well, sp- Deadpool respects Spider Man almost more than almost any other hero to an extent, even though he, he annoys him to no end. Yeah. And then, and also, hey, how can we forget uh, Iron Man and Wolverine? I was literally thinking that, Bob. Like, literally, they, they're the two, the two duos that like, there's no way they would ever work together, but they just do. You know how opposites attract. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, well, I would say like it's because of the fact Wolverine can't kill Spider Man. It's like, and it comes back, Spider Man will put him on a t shirt if necessary. <laughs> but, uh-huh. And then we also get like, as you mentioned, like so many team ups. Like probably the biggest one that people think of Spider Man and his amazing friends, Iceman yes. Firestar, you know, debuted on that TV show. And that was actually Firestar's debut in anything Marvel related because she started in that cartoon, then went to the comics later, canon immigrant. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so like g- generally, just generally speaking, like he has so many team ups, so many wild stories uh, that range the spectrum from absolutely amazing to he who shall not be named. Yes, to garbage. <laughs> so with that. Um, you mentioned the popularity, but we can get even more specific. Like we've mentioned it before, but I feel like it is either Spider-Man or Batman for like the number one and then Superman like right underneath that. Um, and it's like not even close to like later. So like even with me, when we got to the like the Marvel Universe and the way they introduced him and the way they introduced him was good. But I'm like, Spider-Man does not need Iron Man to like babysit him. I know <laughs> I'm like, I know in the comics, like, he's kind of like a pseudo, not really father figure, because, like, at that time, Peter Parker is, like, much older than how he's portrayed now. But I'm like, he does not need Iron Man to, like, hold his hand through this. Like, Spider-Man can stand on his own, which we are going to see, hopefully, in the new trilogy um, that's dropping. So that's one thing. Um, Again, team-ups, you can't do that with a character that's not popular. <laughs> one thing. So, yeah, anything ooh, you got to say? Ooh, I, speaking of, of, of that... Here's a here's a way that you know Spider-Man is Marvel's like top here. They will debut other characters in a Spider-Man book to ensure that the that the readers will read about that specific character. So, for example, if you like if you've ever thought about like wanting to read a Silver Sable book mm. debuted in Spider-Man, you, who think about your favorite anti-hero that's not Venom. <laughs> Punisher mm. debuted in the Spider-Man book. Actually, was a Spider-Man antagonist, but uh, but yeah, and 
and I, need I say more about the King in Black himself? I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But but like yeah, Marvel does have like a thing where if you're if you have like a character that you want to push and it's not X Men related, ninety nine percent of the time they debut in a Spider Man book, and it's either they debut in a Spider Man book or whenever they have their own story. Spider-Man just appears in it just for no reason whatsoever. You just like, or they'll die off in the Spider-Man book so you can do the reboot around the movie. Ooh, we ain't we ain't talking about that. We ain't talking about that. Ooh, you about to ruffle a lot of feathers. You about to ruffle a lot of feathers with that. But I, uh, I didn't. I didn't write it. <laughs> that wasn't my decision. Neither did I. Neither did I. But uh, but yeah, as I said like, in fact, like the whole concept of the Ultimate Universe. Like, that's one of people's, like, favorite universes. That's with, like, it's from, like, the Ultimate Universe started with Spider-Man. Mm. And it ducktailed into its own thing, into its own verse. So without Spider-Man, you guys would not have the MCU as you would know it. That's incredible because also that you mentioned that the Spider-Verse comic, the first crossover, was incredible. And then that bled into Spider-Geddon which then became more of a Gwen Stacy slash Miles Morales-led thing um, situation. Which led so, the Spider-Verse movies that you know to this day. So that's really cool. Everything comes always goes back to Spider-Man. So with the happiness that does come from Spider-Man, we can't talk about this is a hero born through loss, as so many heroes are. So with that, Uncle Ben being the most pitiful, pivotal loss in his life. Uh, Obviously, how the story goes, uh, it's told slightly different depending on the canon, but it's almost generally similar. Gets his powers, wants to impress a girl, goes out. Again, people, stop simping. Uh, goes out, lies to Uncle Ben. They always beef right before he leaves. And then he lets like the, you know, kidnapper, not kidnapper, uh, robber to go. Uncle Ben gets clapped doing the right thing. And then they have that pivotal moment. I remember seeing that in the first one, just being like, dang, man, because like he really could have stopped the dude, but he was like, it was understandable why he didn't do it. And then kind of how they tied that into Spider-Man 3 with, again, I, I believe Sandman kind of got screwed with that movie because he had a really good character arc. But that situation. Yeah. Yeah. they like Uncle Ben, it is the character defining moment for him. And like, if you if you don't have him lose Uncle Ben, I mean it's it's a canon event, but uh, <laughs> don't have him lose Uncle Ben. Like you basically get a a a really polluted version of Spider Man, uh, or diluted version, one who may not actually know his, know the great power that must also come great responsibility. Uh, and and in fact, like to this day, Uncle Ben is still dead in comics, which is. Which is insane because you, because back in the day, right, when it comes to death in comics, death in comics used to actually be death. Like, once you were dead, you were gone. And and then Superman happened to die. And that killed death in comics forever. Uh, But, and because of that, like, there was a certain mantra that was, uh, that was set out, which is that no one stays dead except Uncle Ben, Bucky, and Jason Todd Red Hood. Now, remember what I said earlier. Only one of them is still dead to this day. Yes. So, but, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Oh, you would say? Oh, yeah. Just, like, I mean, uh, there is the Scarlet Spider. I know that storyline. Like, the clone saga is, like, terrible. Oh, but uh, Ben Riley 
is not like you know is not uh uncle ben so like even though they do honor him in different ways like you're, you mentioned he's dead and you're right about it being a diluted spider-man because if that doesn't happen we see right before uncle ben dies he uses his powers for his own like good and his own means so he be can become a character where it's like that but then we see after post uncle ben dying he becomes more selfless with that where to the to extent we can get into later where sometimes it's od where it's like it completely destroys his personal life but also just like to that we see that so the next loss um there's probably others that you can mention better than me but gwen stacy lord have mercy Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. Now, this is the death that changed comics forever. I'm not even going to hold you. Uh, it is this death that single-handedly, and of course, it comes from a Spider-Man book where where a moment in there changed how comic books is written and viewed forever, where it literally ended in the Silver Age of comics and went on to a much darker age. As we all know, when Stacy, love of his life, his girl, Girl, he was going to marry. You know what I'm saying? Well, he would have proposed. But, of course, his ops was always watching. The number one op of all time, Doc Ock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's not his number one op. Uh, in fact, he's probably. I mean, in the games he is now after what he did. Look, look, look. A monster. We we ain't talking about that one right now. We ain't talking about PS4. PS5 Spider-Man. But uh but yeah, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, he decided to he decided, all right, I know who Peter Parker is. I'm gonna go after his girl. Then come another story that that shall never be named, but um but yes, yeah, essentially she gets Gwen gets knocked off a building and this is probably perhaps the most contested debate of all time, which is which is when he when Spider-Man grabs webs her up and then her neck snaps. And the question still remains to this day. Like many people still have this debate of did Green Goblin kill her before she fell off the bridge or did Spider-Man snap her neck? And this is something that haunts this haunts Peter Parker to this day to to where there's this whole story called Spider-Man Blue. And in this story, basically, Spider-Man literally just has like a recorder and he's basically just talking to Gwen detailing everything that's happened in his life and just all of his regret in her death. And, and yeah, like that's, and that's, it's a, it's a huge death because there's, there was no other occurrence beforehand where the love interest gets killed off. There was no wow. beforehand where the hero was unable to save someone. Now is his version of, I know like obviously we have Spider-Gwen, his version of Gwen Stacy is still dead, right? And like every continuation, I know there is like the event that you mentioned Look, it before, but well, technically, okay, I'm gonna say technically, technically she is dead. Like she, she is gone, gone. But unfortunately, she got cloned a bunch of times, so uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's crazy. But actually, one thing I love about Spider-Man too with this Spider-Man is one of the him and Batman, what I really loved about them, it was like, I am going to wear my mask. Um, and in the movies, it's less so, but like in the TV show and comics, it's like, I am not taking off my mask for anybody and no one can know my identity. I do not have like anyone helping me. I do not, particularly with Spider-Man, I don't have any sidekicks. 
Even my closest allies can't know who I am because if anyone knows who I am and my enemies know who I am, they're going to target my people. And like a lot of other heroes don't have to deal with this Um, to an extent. Like obviously we have Tony Stark, but like, okay, it's not, I'm a billionaire. You can't touch me. Bruce Banner, he is like the enemy of all enemies. Like to, like he is the author. He's like, no, I'm literally. So it's like with them like that, even like um Superman, like, I, we don't have to talk about just putting on glasses to the sky. Who's going who's going who to try Superman? And like he, he invincible, not in the daylight. <laughs> That's true. I like most peoples. Like you could still sneak um Lewis Lane to an extent, but he can like obviously clap you if you wanted to. But I love that Spider Man was like, I'm not going to reveal my identity for anyone. So like to lose Gwen Stacy, as you mentioned, and then even in the first one when Norman was like, his heart, Norman, his heart, <laughs> and rolled up on our girl. Ooh. Oh man, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, but uh, but yeah, I said this was the death that changed comics. But also, we need to talk about probably his one of his biggest his biggest losses in tragedy, which was his his sense of self identity. Uh, called Clone Saga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is this was around the time that I had stopped. Uh, like when I heard about the Clone Saga. And like I saw it in the '90s show, I was like, "Oh, that's that seems cool." And then, and then read the comments like, "All right, I'm not reading Spider-Man ever again from that." Uh, because essentially what happens is, uh, Miles Warren, aka the Jackal, aka complete garbage, uh, he and a complete pedophile. But I'm I'm not I'm not going to talk about that. But the fact he he was in love with Gwen Stacy, hated the fact that Peter Parker's with her, so he cloned her and cloned him and cloned more of him, and cloned more of him, and at this point, you had, like, 10,000 different clones of Peter Parker, you had Ben Riley, you had Kane Parker, you had, uh, Spider-Side, you had Spider-Geddon, you had Sp just spiders all, different Peter Parkers all over the wazoo, and then they made you think that, uh, Ben Riley was, uh, was the real Peter Parker, and the real Peter Parker that you were following for the past, like, 30-plus years was a fake, and who boy did did the crowd go uh nuts for that? And by nuts, I mean uh riots were out here in these streets. The comic book industry collapsed, and uh and it put Marvel in a hole to which they had to sell off all their comic book characters to different studios. Dude, that's crazy that you write a storyline that bad that it sinks an entire business. Yeah, think about <laughs> that's why well, it was it was one of many reasons why that why the comic book crash happened, but it was definitely a huge reason. And another reason why I think it was horrible was the fact that it was supposed to be a quick storyline, mm. and then they stretched it out for two whole years. So, so you think a uh, certain sh you you think One Piece was fluff? <laughs> That's crazy. At least One Piece had some sense. Some sense. At least, it, at least you could actually eat with One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't eat with the clone saga. Oh, man. But yeah, another loss, a key one, the Osbournes. This has to be like, other than Eddie Brock, maybe his most complicated relationships with people. Um, Not only Norman, but also Harry. Um, Both of them in different uh, canons, different like publications have become, um, you know, the Green Goblin in various senses. Uh, I believe... I'm not going to spoil for the game because I know who Venom is, but just like in other um, cases, he's 
in the TV show, he became Venom, uh, I believe. The new Ultimate Spider-Man, Harry, was Venom. Yeah. So, like, different situations like that. Uh, in the, uh, the was it? no, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, Harry had, like, the sickness that his dad had, which was the Goblin sickness. So, just, like, that being his best friend, and then Norman also being, like, like, literally his surrogate dad. Yep, the next father figure. And both of them being his number one op is insane. And and what's even crazier is, as I mentioned, both of them are ops and they both have done like really horrendous acts to Peter Parker. And at least in the case of one of them, he manages to forgive. So like, for example, Norman Osborn, as we mentioned, Gwen Stacy, I think that should be enough. But then it's revealed he's the reason the whole clone clone saga had. I was about to say Clone Wars. <laughs> I mean, it basically was a Clone War. <laughs> yes. It was more of a Clone Wars than the Clone Wars. That's crazy. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so he's the reason that happened. Um uh, there was the there was the fact that at this time, um Peter Parker and Mary Jane were married and they and Mary Jane was pregnant with a child, and then the child was apparently stillborn, but it was revealed that Norman Osborn kidnapped the child. And we never find out what happened to that child ever again. And we just are led to assume that he murdered that child dead. Uh, which is kind of wild. Yeah. And then there's Harry, which is, of course, like him crashing the wedding or uh, or him kidnapping literally everybody that Peter Parker knew and had a fight to the death with them inside a burning building before. Or, or killing Gwen Stacy. Well, or getting Gwen Stacy clapped. Or getting or nearly killing Peter Parker in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. I mean, yeah, that's wild. And then even in the uh, original trilogy of movies where that whole dynamic kind of played out where it's like, yo, you're my best friend. Um, and then I'm dating also your girl <laughs> to an extent. And then you take my girl. But then also the guy that you like is supposed to be your boy. He killed my dad and you're not going to tell me who he is. So it's just kind of like and then in the third one, they become enemies and then him dying to sacrifice himself. But yeah, so now we have another sacrifice that we got to get to. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the biggest sacrifice of all, the 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 op above all of of Spider Man. It's unfortunately Marvel writers and the Marvel editors. I'm not even gonna hold you. They they are the worst thing to ever happen to Spider Man, because if it wasn't for them, then none of what I'm about to say would ever happen. Number one was what, what I mentioned earlier about getting rid of that baby. The whole clone saga, I was about to say Clone Wars again, the whole clone saga happened because they wanted a younger Peter P Parker. Why? Because apparently it was through their thick skulls that specifically Joe Kassad, they was like, hey, I want a single Peter Parker, a, a bachelor, if you will, which I'm like, no, no, we do not. We do not want that. We want characters who grow we want characters who age, who actually grow wiser and and not regress to that of a man child. Looking at you, Peter Parker of of the late two thousands, if it was because of that that the story that will never be named has happened. All right, it was from there that that Peter Parker basically regressed to that of a man child. It was through through the editors that Peter Parker became an incel in these new comics. That's kind of crazy. Yes, I am. Yes, I will call it how I see it. This man is an incel. Is he William Smith? No, he is not. 
actually kinda. Mm-hmm. I'll just say when he in these newest issues, he he was kind of acting more like Andrew Tate than anything else. But uh, but 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 William Smith, I was like, I I don't think there's ever come a point where he he slapped a slapped the taste out of a man's mouth for uh for Mary Jane. I'm just saying, but <laughs> but yeah, it's just like they just seem to have just a strong hatred for for Peter Parker to the point they can't let this man be happy because even though what what's relatable to to Spider-Man, we can talk about it later, is about his struggles. They apparently said, oh, this man is supposed to be struggling? What's today's version of struggling? Oh, making a man-child? Making him an incel? Relationship issues? Still crying in his bed? That's crazy. Let's do it. Wait, you don't cry in your bed at night? I cry for different reasons. I <laughs> cry tears. I cry. I actually cry tears of joy in my bed, alright? <laughs> I don't cry tears of wallow and pity. You cry for your Mortal Kombat victims that you defeat. Yes, each one. I, I, <laughs> I no, I no, I actually don't mourn for my victims. I still mourn over that one loss I had. Listen, if you are out there and you and you faced uh, absolute venom one twenty one on PS five, I need you to run these ones again. But he hit you before your training arc. I feel like that doesn't count. It does count. Okay. I need that redemption match. All right, cool. So moving forward again, um, another thing about Spider-Man that's super cool is just the self-sacrifice. Uh, this, like, he's always been portrayed as a genius since Inception. I know, like, in later storylines, he becomes, like, like Mr. Like, Mr. Fantastic levels of genius, which might be a bit too much, but... um. Yeah, but he's always been a genius, and like in it, we see that okay, like he's supposed to be going to school, but like he has to miss stuff because you know he's being Spider Man. Different um, relationships, his relationship with Mary Jane suffers initially because Spider Man, like he, and again, he won't tell her who he is because no one can know. And then even when he does become Spider Man, and she's like, "Yo, I'm cool with it," you know, it's one thing to be say you're cool with something, but to actually like be in the mud with it is like really tough, and just like the different situations that occur. Um, so that's something that I definitely could relate to with him where it's like, like we have so much going on, the, the two of us that obviously we're not superheroes, quote unquote, uh, but villain. Yeah. But with that, like we well, like, we're stretching ourselves in so many, uh, different directions in which like, if we actually like pick things that we love, we could be much better at it or at least have more time for it. So it's like, as a kid growing up, I could kind of understand that. Um, and again, like you mentioned, he was geared towards the kids with that. So his self-sacrifice is incredible. Yeah. And all I got to say about that is, yeah, this, he has probably one of the biggest hearts and yeah, one of the biggest hearts of all the heroes. Uh, there's something like I meant that I wrote in here is called, uh, him being the underdog where like he will fight tooth and nail to ensure things get done, even if it means his life is forfeit. There are too many examples of that. Like, time he fought the juggernaut. And if you know about juggernaut, this man fought him to a standstill. There was this time he fought a herald of Galactus on his own and managed to wash him because (laughs) he was, uh, because he gave it everything. I mean, Moreland. Yeah, Moreland. He literally died against Moreland and had to be brought back and he ran the ones again and beat him. But then the big Kremlin de Krim 
of when we're talking about sex self-sacrifice is ultimate Peter Parker's death mm. where he literally mm. fought the entire Sinister Six or Ultimate Six I, I, or just the Six. Yeah. He fought all of them on his front lawn in front of Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, and Mary J- and Aunt May, mm-hmm. all three of them, fought all six of them to death. Literally, he basically he died, and like half of his villains did as well. Was Goblin in that six? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, I remember the Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to you, like with self sacrifice, what's like your your um standout spider-man like moment because for me i always think of spider-man 2 which for the longest time like for years was my favorite spider-man movie but the scene where it's after he loses his powers and like obviously like you see the initial part where people are getting jumped and stuff like that and he's like okay i'm not gonna do it but then there's that the the, uh, apartment is on fire scene and he he doesn't have his powers at all like it's not even like where it's like messing up he doesn't have his powers he doesn't have his mask he doesn't have anything and he literally runs into a blazing building. And like, I forgot how like how high up he had to go, but like he saves that child. And he like literally almost dies if she doesn't save him. Like he literally would have died and she would have been still been safe. But like he got her out and then he hears that like someone else dies. And but they could have been saved if like he was Spider-Man and that like hits him. Like the self-sacrifice. I love Spider-Man too. Quite love it. because of that. Yeah, yeah, that scene is definitely probably one of the biggest highlights of all time when it comes to that. Uh, I think, like, another one is kind of just a small moment. And it's basically, it's a story called The Kid Who Collects Spider-Man, where he essentially, like, he visits a child, has an adventure with, basically just talking about his entire uh, life as Spider-Man, you know, motivations. And then at the end of it, he reveals his identity to the kid basically because of the fact that the child is terminal terminal cancer and that's just like a major self-sacrifice because of the fact that like hey as you mentioned he will never i reveal his identity for just anyone and in fact he does so for this kid to give the kid just some extra assurance just like hey i'm a normal guy too i made millions upon millions of mistakes yeah, but I still keep fighting. And then, uh, going back to Spider-Man Two, just like what he means to people, the train scene, the train scene is one of the greatest scenes in any mo- like superhero movie ever. Just like uh, like you're showing off, like uh, stopping the train one, but then like where everyone carries him, like when he faints and they set him down and they take his mask off, and it's just like he's a kid. He's literally just like us. And then they give him his mask back. And it's like, don't worry. None of us are, well, you can tell this movie was made in the early 2000s because they're like, none of us are going to tell like who you are. But if this was today, everyone would be taking a picture. Uh, but of us, you mess with all of us. Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong Spider-Man movie. My bad. That was a good one. Yeah. Where, and then Doc Ock pushes them aside. But, oh man. So that, so relatability or willing to redeem villains. If you want to mention that. Yeah, yeah. So there are many times where he uh he actively tries and he somewhat succeeds in redeeming his villains. Uh Black Cat, if you don't remember, technically started off as a villain. Mm-hmm. And of course they progressed to being lovers, uh, a la Batman and Catwoman. 
and number one girl based on our earlier conversations on the podcast. Ooh. Uh, well, but we ain't getting to that right now. Um, right. Like that, that's part of his unrelatability. I'm not going to lie to you, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so there's that there's, of course, as I'm going to mention the King and black himself, Venom. All right. Cause Eddie Brock was going for this man's soul. That was, that was, it. That was on site. On site every day. And, and the fact that over time, Peter Parker, like, of course, the symbiote and Eddie both got individual character development and got to the point like, hey, now they're on friendly terms with one another to the point where Peter Parker is now, is now uh, Dylan Brock's basically god godfather. Uh, there's also the fact that he was able to rescue Harry Osborn and redeem him, even though he dies, like, immediately afterwards. Uh, Flash Thompson. I was about to get there. Well, Flash Thompson, that that was just basically a a case of him growing up. I'm not sure. That's true. Because don't forget, like he, he just despised Peter Parker. He idolized Spider-Man. So yes, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. But, uh, but yeah, like Peter Parker over time was able to show Flash Thompson like, Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a better guy. If I wanted to, I could have folded you on site multiple times, but it, but Hey, I didn't cause, and and from there you got Agent Venom, you know, uh, and there's just like many different other characters who've been redeemed because of Spider Sandman. Sandman was redeemed a multitude of times for Spider Man because he actually had a moral compass. Though Rhino on multiple occasions got redeemed because he had a moral compass. Of course, they they a lot of them revert back to villain status. Mostly because uh Marvel editors don't realize that uh the status quo can change um for folks. No, the biggest, the biggest redemption arc of all time, Otto Gunther Octavius. Ooh, that's a that's a big one because of how he did it. It's like there's two, there are two modes of redemption. We can go with the Spider-Man 2 route, where you know he just talked with this man. Oh my god! And he gets redeemed once more by uh by No Way Home or Superior Spider Man. Let's go ahead and talk. Oh, let's just messed up about how it led to that because he literally took his body. Listen, what? listen. Sometimes you you had to do what you had to do. You had to do what you had to do. You had to give up your own body. I feel like um May redeemed him more than um Peter did. No, to an extent because it was Peter's memories that basically. Led mm-hmm. Otto to a path of redemption. So, okay. I mean, sure, I was they did have a large hand in it, but still. That's fair. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, No Way Home, that entire movie is about him redeeming villains. So, I mean, literally, Norman Osborne has killed Aunt May. Oh my gosh, that one was, whew. Couldn't be me. <laughs> so, Couldn't be me. So, yeah, what's that? Um, we talked about relatability, wanting to redeem. What else uh, do you have? You want to talk about anything with the symbiote? Uh, just like that arc? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just going to dispel a lot of rumors about like what the symbiote does to Peter. It's because of the fact that uh, it's because of due to the Spider-Man 90s anime series and then Spider-Man 3 where it gives you the conception that he gets stronger when he has the suit on and it makes him more aggressive to the point where he's an absolute uh, menace to society. That's not what it did to him in the comics. In the comics, all it did was take control of his body at night. 
So he mm-hmm. kept being Spider-Man even when he was asleep. So he'd wake up exhausted because he, he got literally no rest. And and the reason he rejected it was because of the fact that when he analyzed it, he saw the suit was alive. That was that was the only reason, which are kind of petty reasons. I'm not even going to lie to you, because uh, mm-hmm. if I had a suit like, oh, yeah, your suit's alive. And uh, I'm like, oh, word. You're different. You you are a Spawn Venom fanatic. But so. uh, no, but again, if I found out like a suit that I was wearing is alive and is able to like transform to whatever I want it to be, is not messing with my mental brain patterns, and I still have powers, and I am wearing that suit every day. Mm-hmm. I'm letting it bond with me permanently. But uh, but yeah, the Venom saga is an amazing saga. Uh, where. Again, it led to the introduction of Venom, and it also led to, like, just Peter Parker just being different for a little bit, at least in terms of all the other adaptations, because in the regular series, as I mentioned, it didn't change his personality at all. But in every other adaptation, this man was different. He he was all timing. Do I need to mention what happened with him and Shocker? I, I've seen, like, also that, like, it's not the fact he gets quote unquote stronger. It's the fact that like he's always that strong. It's just that like when he's normal Spider Man, he's always holding back to an extent. Well, well, yeah, of course he always is holding back. It's just it's just the fact that like in the in the animated series and every other adaptation, they it explicitly says like, yeah, wow, I feel stronger in this suit. But like it could just be that 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 limit on his brain is just off, and he out here. Bowling folks and sending a rhino to the afterlife. Uh, all I'm saying is, uh, hey, Insomniac, if we don't get a shocker uh, moment with the symbiote, this 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 game gonna go from a uh, game of the year lock to game of the year maybe. <laughs> so uh, with that, I think we can do just like a quick little discussion, but not who is the best spider-man villain but who is or like who's the most popular spider-man villain who's the best one in your opinion the number one op because like in different situations there are like three standout ones but one of them faded and then there's two that are like creme de la creme if you will but one of them like you mentioned got redeemed and is kind of you know off and on now and we didn't even talk about carnage this entire time really oh, no because because there well hey he's more of a villain venom villain but there is no need to talk about what carnage because good happens yes but uh but yeah as you mentioned there's basically you know how there's the big three of anime there's the big three of spider-man villains and yeah. we all know who they are green goblin doc ock and venom all three of them were Spider-Man villains of different eras, and all three of them did heinous acts to Peter. But in my opinion, like Venom actually is probably number three. Like he he can he can go not just because of his redemption arc, but because he really didn't do anything that like left a oh my goodness, vi- like this changes everything for Spider-Man. Like, and then Doc Ock, I mean. We all know the most heinous thing he did to him was go superior, but uh, not in the game, not yet. <laughs> in the game, he 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 went, he went too far. He clapped at May, and then in the comics, he clapped at May uh differently. But um, uh, <laughs> and the worst part is, I'm not joking about that. Um, <laughs> so 
But but in my opinion, I say Doc Ock. He he he, he number. He's a solid number two, only because of the fact that Superior redeemed him. Even though he's technically still a villain right now, but but the return of Superior Spider Man, we we don't know. But number one has to be the creme de la creme, Norman Osborn. He he is the op. He is. <laughs> Oh, actually, actually, no, no, no. Norman Osborn is number two. Um, number one is the Marvel editors and writers, but uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So his his actual in universe villain is one hundred percent J. Jonah James. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. It, it's Norman Osborn. Uh, it always is Norman Osborn. I mean, killed the killed the love of his life. Clone saga. So many heinous acts. Let's Red start Goblin. Huh? Red Goblin. Red Goblin. I was about to say we don't need to talk about what this, what heinous activities this man did. Killed Flash Thompson. He, uh, let's see. He was also instrumental in the absolute carnage event as a second carnage. So, so yeah. Uh, and then the fact that in the Ultimate comic books, he killed. P- he gets Peter Parker killed. Let's see what else did he do. Oh yeah, the fact that this man sins. We're able to infect Peter Parker and make him completely different. He made him the spider who gobs. And and that just lets you know just how much of a menace to society he is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, biggest, biggest event, biggest villain. I think, I think you know that. Um, I know like, man, Doc Ock is like right up there because like Sinister Six and just like the different things he's done. But Green Goblin, Norman Osborn has just done things that like are on a personal level egregious. So... Um, with that, we can get anything else before we get into recommendations. Uh, I just also want to mention just the, yeah, there's this one thing that's unrelatable to Spider-Man, and I'm not talking about his powers. I'm talking about the fact that this man can riz up so many, uh, so many beautiful women that I'm just like, boy, how? Uh, in fact, he got Black Cat. Silk. Silk. Gwen Stacy. Silver Sable. Betty Grant. Betty Grant. Carly Cooper. Mary Jane at one point. Doesn't he have an X Men at one point? In the Ultimate Universe, he dated Kitty Pride of the X Men. I'm just like, boy, this man is this man's unstoppable. But but we also need to have a discussion, right, about how how in the Tobey Maguire movies, Mary Jane is the worst character. <laughs> you mentioned this before. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. This is why you dropped her. Oh, nice. So, okay. And this is not just, like, Spider-Man 3 on its own just lets you know how much of a bad character she is. But in the first two movies, it is just as, she's just as horrendous. All right, so number one. The first movie, really? Yes, in the first. Okay, think about it like this. Okay. You are Harry Osborn. <laughs> yes, okay. You are Harry Osborn. He got me. You dating Mary Jane. Yes. She giving you the cold shoulder, and then after Green Goblin decides to blow up uh Times Square, <laughs> like she you call basically you call her and she's just fawning over Spider-Man. She kisses this man upside down. And then in the hospital, oh man, in the hospital with uh with Aunt May, you walk in to see her and Peter getting it on. <laughs> Just, just risen it up, and you have flowers in your hands. Nah. Hey, okay, Spider Man Two. I, I kind of understand why, but keep going. Spider Man Two. Okay, so firstly, 
she knows Peter has a thing for her. And he has said so multiple times. He just can't be with her right now. You know, man's going on his uh, solo. He going, he going on his training arc, you know? Yes. And, all right, now picture this. You, like, they have an argument. Just one argument. Mm-hmm. And what if she does right after they have the argument about her, like, them not being together? She mm-hmm. goes right to John Jameson and accepts the proposal for marriage. In fairness. In fairness. You cannot wait for someone that, like, is, like, dragging their feet. Because in real life, you would not do that. True. But if they are dragging their feet. No, 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 no. But here's the thing, though. She has the argument right before he proposed. Right. And she looks at this man while she says yes. And then. Not, not. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that lets you know she's horrible. All right. So she kisses John Jameson with the upside down kiss. All right. And she's like, hold on. This don't feel right. Mind you, she is still engaged to this man. Then she calls up Peter Parker to meet at a cafe saying like, hey, kiss me. You're right. If See, I was thinking of it through the lens, through Peter the entire time. You're right. She she was moving egregiously. And we do not even need to talk about Spider-Man 3. Oh, one more thing with Spider-Man 2. She, she looked oh, yeah, the at the altar. At the altar. That's messed up. She could have ended it at any point before the wedding. She gave him a note. She gives him a note. Like clearly, she is already dressed in her white in her white wedding dress. You're right. And she leaves. Like the wedding reception already got paid for. All the food paid for. Everybody is there. This man John was hurt. He never recovered. He, he never recovered. He, you never saw him again. <laughs> he had to do an eat, pray, love retreat. He decided to say, you know what? I'm going to a different franchise. <laughs> we isekai ourselves. <laughs> you're right. You can be, you're right. <laughs> if you don't look at it from the way of Peter Parker, you're right. And even if we do Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yes. Arguing with this man, being like, this ain't about you. It's about me. What you mean? It's best friend. What you mean by that? <laughs> and of course, she did have a valid point about the upside down kissing. Peter was moving kind of crazy in that moment. But to go to Harry afterwards. Yes. And kiss this man. That's and it. And break up with Peter. Sure, she was under duress at that time, but but it don't. Moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're right. And then we don't even have to talk about Paul. So so ending the podcast because we ain't talking about that. Uh, so, man, this was great. Just getting a chance to talk about Peter Parker, um, Spider-Man. Obviously, there's so many other Spider-Men, women, beings, and organisms that exist because of that. Uh, but just giving a chance to give it to the GOAT, OG Spidey. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. I love doing character study series. Um, any other characters we do in the future, just like definitely want to hop into. But And if you have recommendations, you can totally hit us up about it. So, meet recommendations. All right. So, I'm going to go super quickly with this one. Uh, Amazing Fantasy 15. You get, uh, you know, you also have to get like the first issue of Amazing Spider Man. You also have to do like the alien costume saga. 
of Venom issue 300, you also have to, you also have to go and do, uh, the ultimate Spider-Man comics, play the ultimate Spider-Man game, play Spider-Man 2 on, on PS2, uh, play ultimate Spider-Man, play all the games that we mentioned earlier, play Spider-Man PS5, play Miles Morales, play Spider-Man 2 when it drops, uh, Watch every Spider-Man movie. Um, you'll find enjoyment in all of them. And and you can find literally every single Spider-Man related TV show and all that on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, pretty yeah, straightforward. You hit it. So, uh, not really much more for me to say. So, with that, we can get into our plugs. All right. So, we have ourselves our Instagram and our Twitter uh, also known as X. And then we have our Threads account, Blurred City 22 Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, stay up to date with all of our schedules. Hit bells for notifications. We also have ourselves our YouTube and our Patreon, which is under Blurred City Pod. Donate a little cheddar. We get ourselves access to very exclusive content on our Patreon, like our character analysis of pain. We also have ourselves our... Uh, Discord, which is a fine community of degenerates, um, with memes and all the assortments, and you can find that in our social media pages. We have ourselves our email address, blurredcd22 at gmail.com. That's where you can submit Giga Freakouts, episode suggestions, your love for uh, you no know, Giga Freakouts, you no know, random fan theories, all of that sundry uh shenanigans. And then finally, I'm the Jedi Ronin 21 on TikTok. However long we got TikTok left, and that may ducktail into more uh, social media presence. What you got? Uh, for my individual author pages, we have my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash. That is M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. And then at the Matt dash 16 on X. So with that, we can kind of just wrap up, give some words of encouragement to the people. Oh, and a little quick, quick housekeeping. Next week, we are finally with it being like our last episode before Halloween, about to dive into our Halloween bag with something special. Uh, yes. All right. So with that, uh, my words of encouragement is, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. What does that mean for you? If you have the ability to do something and you, are un- and you don't do it, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. And for me, I'm going to say what I said on one of the Ahsoka episodes, and it's related to the Get It Off Your Chest segment earlier. This goes out to my kings, my queens, and in-betweens. Stop the simping. <laughs> so with that, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's Third City Podcast. See ya later. Later.